This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Saul Tlamachia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Bradford. Sometimes in baseball, some things just click out of nowhere. It's such a weird thing where you can go from really, really good to really bad or really bad to really good with just a small tweak here or there or a different mindset. It doesn't matter you know, for everybody. It might be something different, but the constant is that this happens a lot, seemingly more in baseball than any other sport because the room for error is just so small in regards to how you approach the game mentally, physically, the whole ball of wax. Well, in this podcast, we're going to talk to Ryan Brazier. And Ryan is a great example of exactly what we're talking about. If you want to call it a reclamation project, call it whatever you want. But this is another example of how players get in the right place and get the right message and tweak something here or tweak something there and then you go from one conversation to another we had jake diekman on the podcast earlier this year he had just been picked up by the rays after being released by the white Sox with a 794 era and jake was excellent talking about what the message was what changes they wanted him to make and sure enough here we're sitting 27 appearances after that bad, terrible start with the White Sox. 27 appearances for the Rays, 2-1-4 ERA. Well, Brazier is another great story. Maybe one of the better stories in the entire Major League Baseball this year. He was struggling mighty with the Red Sox, just like Diekman. 
ERA over seven, seven two nine ERA in twenty games. He gets DFA'd by the Red Sox. Finally, picked up by the Dodgers. And as Ryan is going to explain on this podcast, there was a reason why he wanted to go to the Dodgers, and that reason turned out to be a very, very powerful part of this story. So he goes to the Dodgers, picks up a new pitch, which he had never thrown before in his life. I mean, you're talking about a guy who's 35 years old, who had first broken in the major leagues in 2013, and had never thrown a pitch, and they said, throw this pitch. It'll make a difference, because we think if you do this, you do that, you throw it this way or that way, it's going to work. And sure enough, as we tape this podcast, 14 games with the Dodgers, 1-2-0 ERA. It's pretty incredible. And when we talk to Ryan, you know, we talk about his journey. We talk about being released by the Red Sox. Then we talk about what happened after that and obviously what happened with the Dodgers. And to top it all off, a very special added bonus. In the middle of the podcast, I inform Ryan that he has two new teammates. It had just come over the inter- interwebs where Lance Lynn and Joe Kelly. Joe Kelly, the former Boston Red Sox teammate in the 2018 World Champion team with Brazier, he, they were both coming to the Dodgers. I break the news to Brazier. You hear his reaction. And then to top it off, Joe calls in. Joe calls in and we react to that. So it was it was a really entertaining podcast, an informative podcast, and I it, it really was revealing in so many ways, including the just how guys react when they find out that they have got additions to a team, an already good team, in this case the Dodgers. All right, here you go. Subscribe, rate, review. We're going to keep these coming. We're cruising on through the weekend for your listening pleasure because trade deadline's right around the corner, so we're putting the pedal to the metal all the way through the final few days of the month. Okay, here's Ryan Brazier. All right, uh, listen, there, there, there's a lot of good stories in baseball. There's a lot of good stories about uh, guys who figured things out and now they're on their way. I think that at the top of the list is Ryan Brazier, um, who obviously has had his his shining moments in his career. Listen, you know, look, I'm I'm talking about all these things, and you're I'm staring right at you in the face, Ryan. So, <laughs> there you go. like, you don't know that. I'm just telling the 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 listening audience. First of all, how are you? Good, good. Um, it's been hot in LA, but but doing good. Yeah, look at you. I'm sure, you know, like the Chilean <laughs> miners complain about the same thing. Well, come on. Right. Right. <laughs> you're, 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 you're just telling me, like, you're, it's well, the, the, the commute's awesome. It is. It Dodger is. Stadium, you're <laughs> on a winning team, you're pitching well. There you go. Right. Look at you. I just, the weather was so nice when I first got here, like 82 during the day, 75 at night. And then we leave for a road trip and come home, and it's like 100 every day. Well, uh, you know what? Conversely, there's been a million rainouts in Boston. So, I know it's crazy. Uh, rain delays and mo- yeah. more. Mo- I'm right. I've never seen as many like ninth inning rain delays. Cool. A- <laughs> Man, and even earlier in the year, early in the year, there was a bunch. Did you? Uh, speaking of rain, did you see the hell storm we had in Denver no. a couple weeks ago with the Dodgers? Oh no! Was it? Oh, and I saw. It, did, I thought it snowed or something. Or no, no it was hail. hail. the The Rockies couldn't open their doors to their dugout because there was so much hail in their dugout. Really? 
Yeah, it was wild. I never seen something like that. Wait, so they were were they locked? Uh, no, they eventually the- like melted or whatever, and they yeah. like shoveled it out of <laughs> the way. But um, no, it was pretty wild. We had a we had a delay because of there was too much ice on the field in the middle of or the beginning of July. That's I mean, crazy. yeah. So so when we're complaining <laughs> about the heat and the and the rain delays. Yeah. You could also yeah. be playing on a team 30 games under 500 with not being able to get in the field because of hail. So- <laughs> <That's true. laughs> All right. So uh, let's do this. Let's do, uh, before we get to like how like you're doing uh, very, very well, awesome, and and why that is and all the things, all that good stuff, which I, by the way, I take great pride in. I did some baseball savant research on you today. I think I, I I think I came up with something. I came up with a All secret right. we- secret thing, and and I, every time I do this, and I so feel so good about it myself, the player says, "No, I don't know what you're talking about. It has nothing to do with that." But we'll see. Right. We'll see. All right. Yeah. Uh, so going back to um, when DFA in Boston, um, were you surprised by it? Uh, yes and no. Um, you know, it's one of those things. Like I keep saying, like. Yeah, it sucks, and it did suck, but, you know, it is a business, and people got to do what they got to do, and uh, it's as shitty as it was and and, and how it happened and stuff, um, you know, I'm a big believer in, you know, getting chances and making the most of them and, you know, kind of did the same thing uh, or hoping to do the same thing here in L.A. that happened in Boston in 18. <laughs> okay, so uh, good point uh, that that – that uh, that path in Boston was kind of nuts um, out of nowhere. Next thing you know, you're yelling at Gary Sanchez in the postseason. I mean, <laughs> uh, amongst other things, I don't know why that jumped out. But anyway, you did very well. But um, so you get DFA. Now you become out there, uh, and which yeah. is which is like tough, man. Like it's it's a tough thing for anybody because you know it's uncertainty. Did sure. it, was there was there an right away uh feeling okay this isn't going to be a long thing i'm going to be able to hook on with someone in other words did teams immediately say hey like much like the dodgers ended up doing or was it yeah, a little bit of a yeah wait? there was there was um I, I know that a few teams you know they tried to do like some trading stuff like right after it happened and none of that worked out and then uh when i was a free agent i talked to you know a handful of teams about a big league deal and it kind of just kept dragging out for a few days, you know, roster moves that teams would have to do and stuff. And so finally, um, you know, started talking to teams about a minor league deal and kind of had a pick of, you know, a bunch of places where I wanted to go and, um, or could have gone and the Dodgers FaceTime me and we had a pretty good call, you know, on, 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 you know, face kind of face to face and they laid out a really good plan and it was kind of hard to, to see myself going somewhere else after hearing what they had to say. It, it seems like they're good at that. It, it seems like, so who, well, was and, on, and who, be, who, who was on the call? I'd be lying to you if I didn't say that that was a big reason of, you know, coming here. You know, you, you look at their track record and, you know, what they've done with guys in the past and, you know, for a 35, almost 36 year old, anything that might be able to be a lot to, you know, make me better or, you know, make what I have already better. Um, it just seemed like a super easy answer to to come here. Who who was on the call? Um, Kingston and uh, Rob Hill. Okay, so yeah. so um, it's funny you say that 
and this is sort of maybe the theme of the whole deal, is when Deakman came to town, your former teammate, he had just been picked up by the Rays. And, you know, and everybody wants the secret sauce, right? That term is like, it's just, and they they bristle at it. I talked (laughs) to Kyle Snyder, I talked to, but Deakman was great talking about it. And, um, and he said, the sort of the same thing where, listen, I mean, they have a track record for figuring out what works for guys. And when you listen, like I've been like, for, so for instance, for them, and we'll get to like what the Dodgers said to you, but for him and for the Rays, you hear this from multiple people is just throw the ball over the plate, throw the ball over the plate. Okay. Get the strike one. Cause usually yeah. good things are going to happen. Um, and he said, you know, I, you kind of hear that, but when you hear it from them, it sort of hits different. And we know like he's gone on to do really good things with the Rays. Um, right. So what was the message them? Okay, go ahead. What was the message from from the Dodgers? Well, it, mainly it was it was they wanted me to be who I am, essentially. You know, I throw a lot of strikes. You know, command the zone. Um, I added a new pitch, which I think has been massive um, in the success I've had the last month or so. But uh, really, just be yourself and attack, guys. And like you said, they're. It's huge on, you know, first pitch strikes. And it's like that everywhere. But like you said, it kind of hits different. Um, but uh, just a, a few minor things that that kind of, you know, kind of clicked and had a couple of outings in, in AAA. And my second one, I threw the cutter a lot. And it was really good. Um, was that the new and, pitch? Yeah. Okay. The new so pitch so, so you hadn't thrown the cutter? I can't. So no, I mean, uh, I, 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 when they, when they called me initially, they, they said that, you know, they like my stuff. They like my fastball, the slider. Um, but they could really see how a cutter would benefit, you know, how I pitch or whatever. And, uh, they brought me to Arizona for like 10 days and they told me, you know, we're going to, if we sign you, we want to bring you to Arizona and, you know, have you work on it, throw some bullpens. And, you know, if it's good, you know, no telling what could happen. And, um, so went to Arizona for 10 days and threw a couple bullpens and a couple IBPs and it actually came on a lot faster than I thought it would. Um, just kind of natural, I guess, and went to OKC and had a couple of good clean outings and then got called up. You had never thrown a cutter before? No, never. Even. And it's ever. funny because ever, when they call me and whenever I talk to them and they told me that was one of their ideas, the next morning when I was you know, still working out and throwing. I started trying to throw it, and it was like a sinker. And it, I could not get it to move, to, to you know, the right way. And so I was kind of nervous. But once I got there and and, and talked to some of their guys and, and started playing catch with it and stuff, it just kind of came around. How did – now I'm sort of fascinated by this because it's not a lot of times where you get to this stage in your career. Like, by the way, here, throw this pitch that you never threw before. This is right. how you. This is how you grip it. This is how you throw, and you've been around guys who threw cutters before. Yeah, but okay. So how does who who is the person? How does that work? Does the coach say, "Okay, this is how we want you to grip it. This is how we want you to spin it. This is uh, all of it." Really, and and they said like you know the way that you throw and the way you know your hand and stuff comes through. Like we think it'd be a relatively easy pitch. Um, And the first day I got there to throw, he showed me one grip, and I was getting a little bit of movement on it. Um, and then the next day he showed me another one and it's basically, you know, I'm throwing it just like a fastball and I'm, I started getting some, some movement on it. And the more I've been throwing it, the more, 
um, like consistent it's gotten, but, uh, but yeah, that's basically, I got who, there. And who, said, who is your, who is your cutter Yoda? Who is uh, Rob Hill. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, he's down in, in Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. One of the guys that works with the pitchers in, in, in Arizona and in the Dodgers organization, but, but yeah, man, it, it's been kind of crazy, you know, pitching for 15 years and, and, you know, now I'm throwing a new pitch. <laughs> did you ever, I, I hate to belabor it, but did you ever even like toy with the idea of it? No, I mean, I never. Because you had a slider, because you had a slider, you had a fastball. Yeah, yeah, I had a harder slider, and, you know, I always thought that that was kind of the same thing, and it's not. <laughs> what? So when you look back, when you look back at, you know, with with the Red Sox, let's say from the beginning of this spring training to to when you left, what was the thing you look back? Was it just simply like, hey, listen, I – I was throwing fastball. I think you were throwing fastballs like almost 50% of the time. Um, Man, you know, well, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it was frust- super frustrating, obviously. And I and I, and I would have a few good outings, and then I'd give up like three or four runs. And 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 I don't know. It just – I don't know. I really – it's hard to – But your stuff was still there. Like, the- Yeah, my, I mean, my fastball was still the same. It mm-hmm. just – you know, I think some bad luck followed by a couple of hard hit balls. And, you know, before you know it, you have a few runs on the board. Well, before we get to the sort of the 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 post cutter, the we'll stay with the pre cutter. Like when you had done so many good things with the Red Sox and obviously the organization believes in you. So in that time, when you're going up and down, does Cora, does Ed Pitt Bush, does the pitching coach, does, did anyone give you the sort of the pep talk? Say, hey, listen. You're good, man. You're good. Don't worry about the ups and the downs. You're good. Yeah, I mean, I, that's kind of comes with the territory, you know. I mean, I, that's what they got kind of got to do. But um, yeah, I mean, I think everybody there had my back, and like I earlier, I said, you know, it's a business. Like, you know, people people have ideas of how they want stuff done, and you know how they think it's going to get better. And unfortunately, I was on the shit end of the stick for that one, and you know, I get it like it does suck it really sucks i loved boston i love pitching at fenway every night but you know bad situations turn into good situations and so i'm you know i got i got to go home for two weeks i got to go to my son's couple of his baseball tournaments i got to see him hit his first home run oh look at that yeah and so like you know i'm yeah it does it sucks it sucked bad but you know like i said earlier now i'm sitting in pasadena not worrying about traffic trying to get to la (laughs) The got from the shit end of the stick. I like that. Such an underutilized, <laughs> such an underutilized <laughs> phrase. Uh, which, by the way, we just had on Bernardino on the podcast, and he's talking about how he had to like wait and shit for one of his jobs pre baseball. Oh so, god! Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You ever hear this story? I, yeah. Well, I don't know if I heard the story, but he definitely told us his, his job, a couple of jobs he's had before baseball. Yeah, yes, yeah, good, good jobs before baseball stories. Um, so, uh, so you go, so you, you, you go to the cutter lab, um, yeah. you pitch in the minors and then you called up to Dodgers. Uh, the first thing I want, like, was that the first time And I don't, I should look this up. Was this the first time that you pitched in the Dodger stadium mound since the world series? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Like, we didn't, we never came back. We didn't come back to. No, I didn't think so either. Since 18. Yeah. Good memories. Great memories. Yep. 
<laughs> give, me, give me a behind the scenes of the World Series at Dodger Stadium. Anything. And don't give me the, like, the applauding for Evaldi. I've heard enough about that. Like, for the what? The applauding for Evaldi after his game. Like Nathan Evaldi, like know. that game. Is there any good stories from the World Series that you always remember? Dave Dombrowski in the ice bucket. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it was such a blur. I mean, it really was. Was it? Just as soon as as soon as Cell got the last out. Um, now I will say one one of the funny things about it, like that last game, I think we had somebody on the mound warming up for like the fifth inning, the sixth inning, seventh inning, and two guys going. And then if this happened, two more guys were going. But I man, it was such a blur after it was over. I just uh I honestly don't even remember. Did did you when Sale started warming up, like was that a thing? Like how did how'd that happen? We were just they called down and said sales yeah. start warming up. Yeah, so I pretty much sell, sells in the game, and uh, you know, obviously we we were. I don't know, man. It was it was. I don't think I sat down the whole game. You didn't the last one. I don't know. I mean, I just it. You're so locked in, I guess, and so like, you know, we're one we're one went away, and then it turned into like you know three innings away. And Cell starts running out of the bullpen, and all he's got to do is get three outs. Yeah, um, but yeah, it was it was a blur for sure. Yeah, I would that would have been fun time being in that bullpen that night. Anyway, uh, so you go. I don't know why I thought of that, but Dodger Stadium. <laughs> so you go. So you're with the Dodgers now. Now, when you're you hadn't been with a new team for a while. You've been with you know a few new right. teams, but yeah. you hadn't been a new team in a while for a while, and. That's a whole nother thing about showing up a new team. Here's a guy. I don't know how many guys. I mean, you knew. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Guys, he knew. J.D. Martinez was there. Mookie Betts Mookie, was there. Right. Mookie. Um, but still, like, you want to maybe maybe Mookie and J.D. stand, but, hey, this guy, look at this. Believe me, we got a good one here. This is what he did. But, like, what that feeling was like, you're all of a sudden, you go for the first time in forever, the new kid. Right. And also, by the way, this is your chance. This is your chance to to get things back on track, right? What was that feeling like? Right. Um, you know, obviously, you feel like the new kid in school. But um, like you said, I knew Mookie and I knew JD. And so, you know, having a couple guys that, that you knew, you know, coming in obviously made it easier. But, you know, when it gets down to it, I feel like all baseball players are kind of the same. So, it really, it really <laughs> you know, and it doesn't seem – it's really not that hard. We all talk about the same stuff. Every bullpen's exactly the same. <laughs> so it, you kind of you kind of just like roll in and and you know start a start a whole new deal with new people. Oh, uh, can I just tell you this? We just got word you got a couple new players. Who'd we get? Lance Lynn and Joe Kelly. No shit. Gordon Ken Rosenthal. Lance Lynn and Joe Kelly. Joe, we're gonna have the whole squad. We're gonna have the whole squad in Dodger Dodger Blue. Oh, that's fun. Uh, there you go. There you go. Right. It, right. Think think about that. You heard, that it, you heard it here first. Yeah. Well, I mean, you heard it first for second. For second, second whatever. <laughs> I mean, this is the only place where you're gonna get an instant reaction from a, a former team yeah. of Joe Kelly. Yeah, for sure. And and by the way, the instant reaction from a co-author of Joe Kelly. So right yes. there. Yes, and you know what? This is great news, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay. For not only because you got Joe Kelly back and Lance Lynn, right. 
who I think he'll he'll, he'll help you. But you also have a trip to back to Boston in August, which means yep. one thing. Not only the return of all you guys, but that means there's going to be a book signing somewhere. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I, you know, it's, that's crazy because I, I know these guys here love Joe, and I know there's going to be a lot of excited people around here to get Joe back for sure. And I'm excited to get Lance Lynn as well. Let, let's go to text him right now. Let's text him. So traded to LA. Brazier wants to know. <laughs> uh, yeah. So good times, man. You get you have your books on yeah. it too. That's I got it. Do you? Yeah, oh. it's actually it, it's in my uh, my bag at the my bag at the field that I travel with. I mean, that must make you feel good, though. I mean, to, like not only because you got your, you know, I think people like those guys. Oh, and for so, sure. Yeah, but it's like, okay, here we go, here we go, here we go, right? Yeah. I mean, there's yeah, that, there's I always mean, like I... that. There's always that. Here we go. Uh, hold on, he's calling me. One one second, one second. Hey, I got. I, I hold hold. What? Hold on, hold on. I'm gonna late. Hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> I got. I'm literally in the middle of doing a podcast with with Ryan Brazier. He's right here. He's right here. Yo, Joe. Uh, All right. You you still don't know? All right. Let me know. Okay. All right. Later. All right. See. So I guess he hasn't heard. (laughs) Well, I guess he he hasn't heard. He hasn't heard. How about that? I don't know where to go. That's wild. Yeah. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. <laughs> it's nuts. Oh, man. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, um, where were we? <laughs> there, so uh, there, no, 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 you're, you're coming back. You're, you're pitching now at Dodger stadium. And, um, and so you're, you're trying to impress everybody and you're yeah. trying to impress everybody with a new pitch. So how, how are you nervous? Like, how does that feel? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I think that, in general, you know, being at a new place, you know, new team, um, I think it's just normal to have, you know, some nerves and stuff. But 
you know, like I said, it was the same game, just a different place. Um, obviously a new pitch, but it's been it's been crazy. You know, I've been I've, I've had a lot of success with it, and tr- I've started to trust it more, and obviously, and kind of wanting to throw it more, which I didn't. I haven't thrown it just a whole whole lot, but um, it's starting to starting to be a bigger weapon. So when you start. So this is where my I went to the baseball reference thing. Okay. And this is I think not, I think I solved the the the, um, the mystery because it says that you're throwing, you know, you were like I said, like a high forty percent fastball guy, and now you're like a your fastball's in the twenty something percent, but you're you're throwing. It says your slider, I think, more than your fastball, significantly more. I'm guessing that's your cutter. Is that yeah, that's probably yeah. I mean I'm throwing cutter and slider and I've thrown a lot more two seams too, but um but yeah, I, I think that that's more cutter than than slider. Okay. All right, so there you go. So you're throwing your cutter more the the most prevalent pitch that you have is your cutter. No, I, I'm still throwing my fastball more no, than, I, oh, you than are. anything. Oh, what's yeah, going on? More, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm throwing more fastballs than I am. Sliders are I, I mean, yeah, I think so. I mean, I I don't know that for a fact, but I would say it's probably fifty fifty. Okay, all right. Well, I think we've. I think the most most important thing is that we've identified the pitch that is working for you. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and like I said, it just it's it's added something to a you know pretty basic two pitch mix that I've had for you know last since I've been you know in pro ball, and so I think that. Um, just adding it and, and, and it being pretty good, um, just makes it that much better. Yeah. Well, the, so how, when you go on this run, it must feel, when's the last time you felt this good? And I, I listen, I mean, you could jump off here and tonight or tomorrow, you could have a bad, this is life of a relief pitcher. Right. When's the last time that you felt like, man, like I feel really, really good about the the results that are coming my way. I mean, obviously anytime you get good results, it's you feel good. But like I there were times earlier this year where I felt really, really good and just didn't get results, you know, and um I think it's just one of those things that don't re- <laughs> and I, it's hard it's hard to explain because I like I said I, there's times where I feel great and I'll go out there and give up two or three runs. Um but I think it just consistency you know the, the cutter's been consistent my two scenes been really consistent um and just attacking guys i'm getting you know I, I don't think i've struck a guy out in like three outings but i've not thrown more than like 11 pitches you know in an outing mm. um but yeah i just uh you know and i like you said i don't know if it's about impressing people or you know being on a new team but it just kind of it's kind of clicking right now, and so I'm just trying to roll with it as long as I can. When I saw JD at the All Star game, he had said that Dodgers team felt sort of like the 18 team in the sense that like guys just like showed up and you know it was the goal was to win, right? I mean, I does it feel the same way for you? Yeah, it does. Uh, it honestly the the every day at the field kind of. And listen, I'm not saying that like in Boston we didn't show up every day to try to win because that's not the case. Because I, you know, I, I I loved being in Boston and I hated having to leave that team. But like, it just 
you get to the fit. My thing about that team in 18 is every single day you could have been down by five or six runs in the first inning, and there wasn't a single person out there that was like, oh, man, we're losing this game. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. we're not going to score 12 runs. Yeah. And you kind of get that same vibe here. It just the, it's the energy that they have every day and, and, and even like the staff. I mean, it just, it's, which, like I said, it's, it's the same, it's kind of the same everywhere. But like the other night, we were down four runs in the ninth inning. And, you know, it, there's nobody that thought, like, oh man, this game's over. Yeah. Um, got a couple guys on base and then a few big hits, and we ended up winning the, in the 10th. But that's crazy yeah. that you're on two teams. Like, I mean, like, and you, you know, that two teams that similar. I mean, I don't know where it you're is. I mean, that, it, and, and there's been some guys, you know, there's a bunch of guys still here that were here in like 20 when they won the World Series or, you know, have been on, you know, special teams. And it's not just, you know, JD or myself. You know, I've heard other people say, like, man, this team's different. And it's just the kind of the feeling and vibe that, that is kind of going around. All right, so we th- there's a reason why we the Dodgers are cautiously optimistic about now. It's cautiously optimistic about about acquiring, about acquiring Joe Kelly and um, huh. it's like, I I still we'll we'll go with it. We'll go with it. Yeah, we're gonna uh, say it happened. Yeah, we're gonna say it happened. Um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, listen at at the end of the day, Ryan, it's you're staying in Pasadena. You don't have much traffic to the park. You got a <laughs> chance to see your son hit his first home run. You're yeah. you're absolutely dealing. You're on a winning team. You you're going to be able to get your book signed. I mean, like 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 life is good. Life is good for you yeah. right now. It uh, it's definitely been a good last month or so. I mean, so our tri- our first trip after the All Star break was the family trip, and so the family came. For before the All Star break, through the All Star break, and then went to New York and Baltimore and home. So they've been here pretty much the whole time. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm loving LA so far for sure. Well, well deserved, well deserved, and it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be fun seeing. Uh, maybe maybe we'll see the uh, the old the re- reunion with the Red Sox. Who knows? Like yeah, it's gonna be pretty. Well, we'll see it in, in August, but it's uh, but I mean like in, in the playoffs. But uh, all right. Well, we solved a lot of problems and uh, always good to have you on. We've done some uh, excellent work in the past on in the podcast realm. Um, <laughs> always a good always get that. Who could forget? Who could forget? I uh, have 15 guys asking you one question each at 28. <laughs> oh, man, that was so fun. I'm excited to get back to Boston. It's, we're actually there on my birthday weekend. So All right. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be there, and uh, yeah, excited to, to right. come back. Awesome. Well, awesome, great stuff. In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of the Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field, and then I uh, I look over at my dad, and I I realize that in the silence between us, that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it.